0: We join on the line now by our market analyst Clive Intozaban to Ramatibela. Good morning.
1: Hello. Not top of the morning to you, Sakita, and to the rest of the AM listeners. Listen. Are you mm. listening, Sakita? I'm listening. Yeah. So you know this <laughs> thing with this this Trump guy is now he doesn't want to take out his tax numbers. He doesn't want to reveal to us what how much tax he has, but he keeps on saying that he's successful.
0: Mm -hmm. Can you really
1: be successful without releasing your tax, your taxes?
0: Reminds us of how he was like, you know, a dog that wouldn't let go of a bone (laughs) over Obama's birth certificate. Remember that? Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Exactly.
1: Exactly. That's Donald Trump. Very. Asian
0: stocks now they've edged up ahead of the Brexit vote.
1: It's absolutely amazing how the market has rallied behind this, Sakina. We remember we spoke about it two weeks ago that the real reason why markets were a little bit sluggish was the fact that everybody's still anticipating what's going to be happening, which is happening tomorrow. Um, in Britain, we'll be finding out whether they're voting in or out. But what the Asian markets have done, we've seen the MSCI Asia Pacific, for example, uh, that's up by about 0.45%. And if you look at the markets that are actually uh, putting a lot of uh, uh, increments on these, on these equity markets, they have to do with the industrial numbers that came out of China, which looked very strong. And then we had the Japanese manufacturing numbers. It's also looked pretty positive, um, uh, recording there at uh, 50.1, uh, showing that there is growth. So it is all exciting. It's, it's brilliant uh, to see the markets move this way. Um, I was a bit surprised yesterday that the uh, actual uh, JSE was slightly a bit down. But I think you might see sentiment return back again and the momentum picking up again this morning. So this, this morning at 9 o'clock when the JSE opened. So look at the companies. I'm looking at Bank making some few announcements today about the deals they're going to be signing up in china that also brought a lot of productivity in the asian market i also looked at uh, my favorite business alibaba uh, which is looking very strong as well. They we came up with some numbers, updating numbers, and it shows that they've grown from strength to strength again, and more people are subscribing to Alibaba. But not only that, the data now are becoming even more stronger to show that they have access to markets that most of the, uh, 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 uh e-commerce companies don't have data, uh, information into. So you look at the space that they play in as well, as so you know, it has spread. Uh, by almost 34% in the region of South Asia. So all this is exciting and it's bearing the markets very much in the, in the, into the positive light.
0: And a uh, listener question from Stelo Leakey who wants to know, on the face of it, Brexit looks set to go a no. Then who or what motivated this in the first place?
1: We have these things called lobbyists uh, in the UK, uh, especially uh, independent parties that always believe, uh, who are very, obviously we know that they're very, very co- um, 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 uh, conservative uh, people uh, within the UK, politicians who are very conservative, who have been crying out and saying that the participation of UK as part... Because remember, this is the fifth largest economy in the world. So what happens is they feel that they're being stretched thin by being part of the EU. And they say one of the reasons is that they have to share resources with the rest of Europe, and that is making them very, very um, strange, and that's why there's not... As many job opportunities anymore and obviously one of the things they raise is the influx of um, immigrants uh, from outside of the UK. So they say this uh, unity has created a lot more uh, competition for the uh, residents of the United Kingdom and so being independent will allow them to breathe a bit easier and make decisions individually or uh, independently and be able to move forward as an economy. And it's an argument that we can discuss the whole night, the whole morning, but I'm not going to go into it. But the important thing is these lobbyists have now found their voice in Parliament, and they were able to push forward a proposal that they are asking less of demand. And one of them was that they asked that they be moved out of the EU. And this has been taking place ever since David Cameron. Has been in power, it's been, it's been so difficult uh, because he doesn't have the entire House of Representatives supporting him. So he has to always lobby and he always has to talk to people and, and listen and reason. And that's the reason why the vote is taking place tomorrow.
0: And then the Federal Reserve, one of your favorite persons again, uh, coming out uh, <laughs> rather cautious on rates due to this EU referendum.
1: They can't do anything, so, you know, you know, the, the problem is you're doomed if you do, you're doomed if you don't. So what the Fed has decided to do now in this particular case is hold back a little bit slightly and wait to see what happens in the UK tomorrow. What this will mean, obviously, is the fact that um, the rates will not be taken up any soon. Some economists are actually thinking that it will not happen at all this year. Uh, I doubt that. I think maybe it might just happen still perhaps maybe in the fourth quarter or later, uh, third quarter or later that, uh, um, on the, in the fourth quarter. But my, my my suspicion is that the Fed realises that they can't do, uh, they can't take any action that could negatively reflect on the, um, the United States' a sensitive economy, I must add. And so that's why very cautiously uh, making uh, comments such as uh, the dovish comments that Aaron made yesterday, I uh, to suggest that maybe it is not yet time to raise this interest rate. Uh, other thing that is... Uh, fundamentally important to remember here is that uh, the economy in the U.S., although looking very um, positive at the moment, some, some aspects have, have not been hit, uh, uh, corrected. So, for example, the rate of income, uh, salaries, have not increased significantly because the inflation has been so low. So people are getting frustrated because of that. And that's why Donald Trump is playing on this thing about debt. And he says he's the king of debt. And he knows how to resolve debt. I don't know how it's going to resolve that if you can't even give us a little piece of paper called your text clearance.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, just a very uh, a quick final one. Uh, yeah. Rob Shooter, he's been appointed new MTN CEO. What do we know about him?
1: He's a brilliant man. Uh, yeah, Rob Shooter comes, uh obviously he was in, uh, I think it was Switzerland uh, in the telecoms and uh, Vodafone there. And he's done a lot of work there. He's done exceptionally well. Uh, those who know him perhaps maybe in his previous life, he was, uh, to the investment at, uh, Standard Bank as well. He's done relatively well there. He's, he was very strong and was very loved in that particular department as well. And, um, and he's done some, a lot of transformation. So what I think is nice about MTN's appointment here is that they've taken somebody, uh, who's got a dual role. So he's got both the investment, uh, experience, which is what you need, uh, as a structure of, uh, of a CEO. And then also on the other side, somebody who knows the business of telecoms. So I think those those aspects of him, those those attributes, will definitely help in steering MTN forward. You will see the stock start to firm up as well today, if you know, because this announcement obviously comes timely. Please. And it means that um, the stability is back. They've got the, the, the sorted out their Nigerian saga. So all this is good news for MCN. And so if you hadn't bought when they were down, then you are going to lose out on the run in anyway.
0: <laughs> well, tough then for those who didn't. Thank you so much. Our market analyst, Clive Bantu Ramatibela.